Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week. My name is Cameron Bell. I am your host as always. And uh, I've got a double delight uh, for everyone on this week's extra as I'm joined by really probably the the, the leading uh, light of our female contingent within our Heart and Hand community. And that's first of all, Miss Marina Banatine. Marina, welcome. Thank you for coming along uh, this week on Extra. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And... uh, Partnering her, as always, uh, is her very good friend and a good personal close friend of mine as well, Caroline Morrison. Caroline has managed to come on out of her sick bed and uh, listen, your sacrifice will not be in vain. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, Cammy. There's only a few offers that are just, you can't turn them down and coming on extra with yourself and Marina is one of them. Oh, Marina, that's how you should have started the call, if I'm being perfectly honest. That's, that's how you support <laughs> the host. Even, even on our sick she's outshining me. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Listen, um, ladies, great to have you both on. And uh, I really wanted to make sure you guys could come on for this uh, this show in particular. The reason being um, is because uh, anyone who's listened regularly, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was on with Alan Bradley and we were talking about uh, the week just gone. We were kind of looking forward to it and we were saying about uh, you know, the games, uh, the 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 opportunity really across a number of fronts in terms of how this team was going to be tested and how obviously Philip Clement was going to be tested because I think it's fair to say that, you know, when we've had a challenge put to us or we've had an opportunity or something that can be grasped, this team has let us down a few times. And so we were looking at the three games, um, Real Betis, obviously uh, across in Spain, the League Cup final at hand against Aberdeen, and then obviously the game in hand against St. Johnson uh, on, on on Wednesday night past. And I think it's fair to say, ladies, and I don't know, I'm, I'm interested to see how you guys felt about it. You guys obviously were across in Spain uh, following the team over there as well. So you've obviously attended all of those games I've just mentioned. Um, I, I, I said to Alan, I, I don't, Europe is lovely, right? And now that we've we're going to be able to have some form of of European competition into the new year. Great. Okay, fantastic. We know the financial benefits of that. We know the prestige it comes with it. If we have to drop into the conference, then okay, fair enough, then that's it. We really have to win the League Cup. And 
for me, that was critical because the League Cup has always felt to me like it's Rangers Cup, and we wanted to be able to do that. And then, obviously, as the weekend then unfolded, obviously we had no idea this would happen. Celtic end up dropping points to Hearts. So St. Johnson, in terms of that, you know, one of those games in hand that we had was important. Um, but I still think there's a lot of football left to play. The manager has said, uh, you know, we've had two sprints in the last week in the Europa League and obviously in the League Cup, but the league is a marathon. So, and, and I still believe this now, irrespective of all the stuff that we're about to talk about, that there's still a hell of a lot of football to be played in the league. Never in my life, ladies, did I think that we would actually be able to win all three of them. I prioritised the League Cup. I think almost every Rangers fan did, to be fair. But I did not think for a single minute that we would win all three of those games. And in some instances, fairly convincingly, with some really, really strong performances. Keen to kind of get your thoughts in terms of how you've seen the last week. Marina, I'll start with yourself, if that's okay. Obviously, heading across to Spain, were you feeling hopeful? Were you kind of like, I'm glad to be here and it's a nice trip? Nice to get a wee bit of warmer weather at this time of year. But really, it was all about Sunday. Yeah, like, it's funny. Well, not even just three significant victories, but three significant victories and Celtic dropping points. Um, but it's funny, the, the sort of roller coaster that happens, Caroline and myself, we've booked... Betis when the fixtures were first announced we we thought we'll just book the holiday um and then it went to like Beale the Beale fiasco um so it was like oh like and then Limassol so things started to not look very good um and then Clermont come along <laughs> and things started to look better and then at one point it was like oh, we're guaranteed and um, the Europa League and then Limassol again <laughs> So, and I think eventually it was just, you know, by the time, by this time last week, um, when we were getting ready to head over, we were basically thinking, okay, guaranteed European football, the Conference League. Um, but no, I was not hopeful at all about about winning that match. Um, so really surpassed all expectations. Um, because obviously it's been talked about before, but our reputation against Spanish teams, Betis's um, record at home, um, the, the odds were not in our favour and even looking at the fact that at that point last week we had a really depleted squad and um, we were down to what we thought was the bare bones but there was obviously another layer layer of bones to come off as well so no I'm, I'm still in disbelief and still you know when you, when you think about when you take everything into consideration what an achievement it's been. Caroline we'll come on to I don't know what you go past the bare bones. Is it the bearer bones? Bare bare bones? I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty much the matter. You're absolutely right. And Caroline, I think obviously moving then into the League Cup, um, that that again, I think for me was our opportunity not only to bring a cup home, which has been out of our trophy cabinet for far too long, but and I know and I won't re repeat a lot of the stuff that the boys covered in flagship on Monday because it's really important I think at this stage in the season if you get a trophy in the cabinet it gives everyone a boost it gives everyone and I think you know as, as I was kind of discussing it with with Alan when we were kind of forecasting this week and saying like you know the reason why that's the priority for me it, it is about obviously winning that piece of silverware I was less concerned about some of the players who have already got a league winner's medal and a Scottish Cup medal. It was more just because I want to try and instill a group 
into this group of players that you can win trophies, you can do it. And that Hamden hoodoo, um, you know, to exercise that demon and be able to get rid of that, it was so important to be able to try and win that trophy for so many reasons, Caroline. And not a great game, I think we've we've said that already, but the victory was all important. And I'll be honest with you, I remember coming, I came out of Hamden, went down and met a couple of the couple of the, the chaps. I, I was shattered, like physically, I was shattered. And and it's just because you go through that emotional roller coaster. It must have been even worse for yourself, having obviously been been away for during the week, and then almost as soon as you're back, you're straight into the the, the league cup. Yeah, and like Marina touched on, and most fans, I'd resign myself to the fact going away over to Spain um, and knowing how difficult a game that would be. I mean, I've, I've very rarely seen an away game that we've won in Europe only one time. So I just resigned myself to the confidence and you know what, we'll have a good time. So the the fact that we were able to put on quite a Herculean display, I think, um, to, to get the victory over there, it does then give you a boost clearly, but it does make you a little bit nervous about having expended that much of an effort in the midweek. How difficult is it going to be to, with the, the bare bones squad that we've got, be able to produce something of a similar quality at the weekend? Actually, that the game wasn't um, high quality but the the discipline that it took from our players in order to um, get that victory over the line was was still quite quite something and you're completely right Cammy. I agree I think everyone's in, in pretty much agreement going into the start of that week that's the important fixture because the mentality boost that that gives you and conversely if you don't lift that first possible silverware of the season what that does to the morale going into the second half of the season and what it also does for that team across the city as well us once again not capitalizing on any failure that they've had to be completely dominant in, in picking up silverware it just would completely I think set us back a number of paces despite what Clement's managed to do in such a short space of time so yeah for us to have completed both of those tasks maintained pressure on the league and seen Celtic, you know, with two back-to-back defeats, you really can't have wished for anything more perfect just before Christmas. It's, it's proper Christmas miracle territory. Fairy tales. We head into, into last night's game um, against St. Johnson. Uh, I, I, a St. Johnson team, which, let's face it, has struggled. They've, they've obviously brought in Craig Levine, um, I think most people know within Scottish football, Craig Levine's style of plays. He's, he's a pragmatist. I think, you know, he wants to be able to set up quite a stoic team that won't concede stupid goals. Um, there's a there's a thing that I I suppose it's 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 very early on, right? And, and I, I say this with a pinch of salt. But I think of the two games that we've just been talking about there and a degree the feel-good factor and... Again, we'll talk about injuries and, and, and the walking wounded in just a, just a moment. But being able to try and go into that game where I think you're just getting in a bit of a high. You've got you've now got a League Cup. You've got players in there who, you know, in some instances, you know, are, are now have silverware for the first time. I, I think it's fine to say that St. John's could come, could come in to set into stifle. As Craig Levine's incredibly experienced, especially within, you know, the, the realm of Scottish football. However... This, again, was a test. And the reason as to why I say that is because it was one of those games in hand. You know, would I have been convinced if Celtic could drop points on the Saturday when we were playing St. Johnson on a Sunday and had to make up the deficit? 
Rangers are still to prove that to me, but they've went some of that way by being able to try and do that last night. Um, a fairly comfortable win, but without being too disparaging to the result and the performance, it isn't one that's gonna. It's not gonna bother the you know the greatest games that Rangers have ever played. No, I think I think at this stage, really, yeah, it's just the three points that matter um, after everything we've achieved this week. And I also take into consideration, just remember, dear, that the, the game before all this happens, we played the match with um, like with only ten players. So yeah, I, if I think how exhausted I am, um, I can't imagine what it must be like for the players. Although they are considerably fit, fitter than me, um, so yeah, it was just. You know, just just win. Um, I think there were some positive sides to the game. Um, a lot of shots, so a lot of shots in target. Um, we did. I, I was quite impressed with Devil. Um, obviously a wee bit rusty at the start, but um, no, I'm just just delighted with the three points. Um, even if it had been one nil. Um, so yeah, you can't really ask much for much more than that. I think um, yeah, in the league it doesn't. It doesn't really matter if we win prettier or in any of the games, actually. It doesn't matter how we win as long as we win. And they're starting, Touchwood, to show that we can do it and we can do it in crucial matches. And listen, Mineen, I'll stick with you on that because I think that's totally fair. Um, it's fine to be able to then say, well, you know, you can go and play entertaining football and blah, blah. I, I, I'm... I totally agree with you. I don't necessarily need to see entertaining football as long as you're winning matches and as long as you can put in the performances. And again, we're hamstrung at the moment in terms of some of the the, the injuries that that we have. So I know that it's it's very much a um, a movable fish, shall we say, in terms of the starting lineup and who can be involved in this moment. But I actually thought St Johnson keeper meet I thought you had a I thought you had an excellent game last night because there was a number of chances that we had and another day they end up going in. And I think, Marina, what I really enjoyed was we could have defaulted to something that we've done a lot in the past, which is if you're playing up against a team, albeit we were winning, right, more so in the second half, and all right, all, fair enough, okay, we're winning at this stage, but when you're trying to break down a team, we've almost always defaulted to this idea of let's play out to the wings, let's be able to try and do that. And I think what I noticed, and again, I've watched the game back a couple of times to be able to try and see how we're creating some of those chances that I mentioned there. We're trying to do our best to be able to try and play through the middle and actually play through the team. And when they're pretty much occupied within, you know, their own third, probably within 25 yards out from goal, and you've got, you know, all 11 opponents in there, that's a hard thing to do. But yet we created quite a few chances. And I think that that's something which we also have to take away from the game as well. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm a bit apprehensive about cursing this and saying um, or jinxing this, but um, that that was the exact difference. We had a lot of shots. I think I think previously we just exactly as you said we've been taken out to the wing. We hadn't been taking any shots. We had a lot of shots last night. Not all of them were in target. Um, some seemed a bit wasteful. Um, I'm absolutely gutted for Sam Lammers that um, that he shot that that one was saved. It was an excellent save, and maybe Lammers' story could have been a different one, or could be a different one if that if that had been in. Um, but yeah, we we were at least taking shots, and I think that shows, hopefully, that we are starting something we, that we've struggled with for years. We are starting to be able to to break these teams down, and and maybe with a 
more clinical striker um we'll be able to to do it a bit better so it's improvement isn't it really that, that improvement is the perfect word 100 percent. and i think caroline marina has a great point there as well around sam lammers so I'll be honest with you, I, I, I don't want this to, to turn into a criticism or any kind of negativity on this, because actually, like I say, there's a really good feel-good factor around the, the, the club, uh, the fan base. Um, we'll come on to the first goal scorer in just a second, but I think it's it's interesting to me when you see the inclusion of, you know, Dowell, when you see Lammers starting. Th- there's a point to this where we've got a lot of football to play. Obviously, everybody's going to have one eye on on the old fun game next week it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But we need to be able to use our resources, right? And that's why, and listen, Marina's hitting the nail on the head. I felt gutted for Sam Lammers when that shot didn't go in. Because I was just thinking that, it's similar to Dundee. You know, scored an absolute screaming up there. Can it help his confidence? Can it get him into a better space? Um, And now Cyril Dessers is scoring goals, which I think a lot of people didn't believe in. Obviously, he came on last night for uh, for Kamar Roof going off after I think it was just after a quarter of an hour after Roof had to had to go off. Um, I'm I feel so bad for him, I really do. But this is the reason as to why I think we need to look past Kamar Roof now is because everybody knew his run in the team was going to be ended with some sort of injury. Like he wasn't going to get a form; he was going to get injured first. Yeah, and I, I do feel terrible for him. Actually, the game last night, I gave my, my um, ticket to my sister. She took my brother along. I watched it on the telly. And I felt from he cut a really frustrated figure going off the pitch. Um, and it, it's hard to tell exactly what the, the crux of it is. Like, is it completely an inability to pay? Is, it, is there an element of fear there with Kumar Roof? Is he really pushing himself to the point that maybe some other players do? There's so many question marks over it, but you ultimately come back to the same thing, which is he's not able to play a part in the team for more than a small feature or two, a bit part of a game here and there, and then we don't see him for months. And ultimately, that's that's just not something that, that can continue. And it's a shame because we've had a lot of fantastic moments with Kamara Roof, uh, a recent one, but ultimately we need to, to start building the foundations of a team that are going to be regularly available. It's it's almost every season now that we're having the same discussion about our team being down to the bare bones and Clement's talked about getting to the root of why we have so many injuries. But I think part of that is also um, not taking some of the chances that we have in the past where we know someone may have an injury prone career. We think, you know, let's take a bit of a gamble here. Um, I think we've come to the point where we're no longer going to be able to tolerate that. I think that the fan base generally are just sick of this <laughs> this situation occurring where multiple players are unavailable and it leaves us at times, um, yeah, not able to to compete on all fronts, which we, we hope Rangers will do. Yeah, and, and Marina, again, part of the, the, 
the situation we have at the moment just now with players being unavailable led to Kieran Dowell um, featuring last night. Um, interesting in terms of, I, I don't know how much the manager wanted him to be involved in terms of, uh, it just doesn't feel like he's been given an opportunity. He has now had to get an opportunity because I think due to injury, due to the fact that, you know, he, he is fit and, 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 you know, can produce something. From when we saw Dowell at the beginning of the season and, you know, the pre-season stuff, I, I actually thought he had some nice touches. I thought he had, you know, something about him. Um, I don't know what the reason is for Cologne uh, moving him out the picture slightly. But what I will say is last night, I, I felt he had a pretty decent performance. I thought he was he was, he was was solid. I think, as I always try to do, is to bring in the human element of it, where you've got a guy who has been pretty much put you know, put to one side, he then gets this opportunity flung back at him because of, you know, the way how the circumstances have fallen. And and I thought he played I thought he played pretty well. I thought he came into it. I didn't think he looked like he was lacking confidence. I didn't think he he he, he struggled at any real point. How much he'll still be involved once we start bringing players back to fitness, etc. I don't know. But whilst he's been given the opportunity, I think he's doing what he can just now to make the absolute most of it. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was I was asking the people around about me last night and um, why he'd been out, because I know obviously he'd been injured, he came back and then just sort of fell away. Um, so I wasn't, and I know there have been rumours like attitudes or whatever, but last night um, his attitude was, was perfect. And we mentioned, um, we just mentioned there that, um, you know, we're starting to improve and breaking teams down or we, we showed that last night and he he was an integral part of that he's passing um considering it's not his natural position as well um I think I think he was excellent and I think he did excellent especially when when Lundstrom went off yeah totally agree with that and I think it just gave him a little bit more license to be able to try and express himself in there as well uh Caroline let's come back to to serial Dessers right the much maligned serial Dessers um, I think it's it's very interesting. You look at obviously three goals in the last four games for him. Uh, he he came on um, as we said because uh, Roof ended up having to having to to go off. Um, interesting in terms of some of his movement because he was involved in both goals. Obviously scores the opener and was brought down for the penalty for the second goal. Is it due to how, how do you feel that this is? Clermont working with them, been able to give him a bit of coaching and some guidance and been able to try and get something out of him because he, he is playing a lot better. You know what I mean? There was a running joke of he's just constantly offside. I don't see that much of that from him any longer. So it looks to me like his runs are now slightly more intelligent. Um, he, he is contributing at what I feel is the right time. When we won the league, um, you know, for 55, I've always said... Certain players hit form at certain times. And when you consider, again, like you say, where we are now with a striker crisis, he's getting game time, but he's also scoring goals as well, and some very important goals, I might add. And I thought he was, in- I thought he was incredibly unlucky not to score in the in the, the League Cup final. Um, last night, a lovely finish, probably a, you know, a difficult angle, but again, like you say, from a goalkeeper who played very, very well last night, it has to be said. But a nice finish just to slot it by the keeper. And then again for the penalty, 
uh, as soon as he goes through and he makes the run and he's, he's, he's committing the goalkeeper to be able to try and come out. Didn't do that thing, which I've criticised him of before, where the minute there's contact, he, he goes down too theatrically, looks to the referee for an appeal for a decision, doesn't get it. Last night he was fouled. He went down. There was no rolling about. There was no screaming exclamations. There was none of that. It was he went down and it was a penalty. There's no doubt it was a penalty. But again, he, he is contributing towards this. And, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on whether or not maybe it's just his, his time in the team, but or not he's just had a purple patch. Is it Clement? Is that a mixture of all of them? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably a mixture of a number of those factors. I don't think that Clement's influence can be denied. I think there's a lot of coaching going on in the background. And I think that we see it with Clement. He tries to, or he appears to try to, to kind of get to the players on an individual level. He's always having those individual conversations throughout a game, at the end of the game, even when players are coming off. Um, and I think that motivation and understanding what makes a player tick is a big part of what Clement does really well. Um, also, I think a bit of time and space, it, it didn't start well for him. And I think actually Beal persevered a wee bit too much with Dessers and created a bubble of pressure that just became too much. Um, there was a while there where Dessers were getting played weekly with Danilo on the bench and fans were getting so frustrated because they said, you know, why are we persevering with someone that it's, it's not coming off for when we've got uh, Danilo as an alternative? So a number of different things, that, and Clement talks about this too, the relationship between the fans and Dessers at certain points was not good too. I think just a, a number of different things. Him being as well given a bit of time and space to work on things has definitely helped. Um, and his confidence is growing with every game, even initially before he'd started kind of contributing to numbers and, and with goals, he was still having positive performances and we'd kind of come away from a game or two saying, do you know what, Dessers didn't get a goal, but, you know, I thought that was a, a more positive contribution from him overall. And then he starts to pop up maybe with an assist or a goal. And it's just it's just that steady growth of, of his kind of career, which is kind of nice to see. I hope that we might get to see Lammers begin to kind of show signs of flourishing, but we, we haven't probably quite seen that quite so readily yet. But... You know, good producers. He's had to really probably um, put his pride aside, you know, a couple of moments, but he's taking his chances now. And for his last two goals to be kind of through the legs of the keepers as well, he's just showing a little bit of flair, which I quite like. So, yeah, hopefully the, the taste of getting a bit of silverware is another component which is going to add to his game and his desire, his hunger between now and the end of the season. Um, because as a as a number nine, um, and as our number nine, he must want and his goal must be to finish as our top scorer come the end of the season. So that's got to be something I hope he's working towards. Make sure that Tav and Sima's uh, names aren't on the, the top of that list. Make sure that he is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, listen, he's our player at the moment. I know there was plenty of people saying, can we get rid of him in you know, the, 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 the winter, uh, the January window? I, I understand why people would think that, but it's not easy to put, you know, players who are not playing well in the shop window to be able to try and get rid of them because, again, who wants to be able to try and take them? Fair enough, a change of scenery may have helped, but overall, you know, any club interested in being able to try and take them, 
probably wouldn't be doing much more than taking him out on loan, in which case we then obviously bring him back to us at the, at the end of the season and then we are potentially back to square one with him again. So, listen, absolutely all power to him. He needs to be able to try and continue contributing, as you say, whether or not it's scoring goals or, you know, setting them up. Um, I'd like to see a bit more Caroline from a, from a hold-up play perspective. I think that's something which, you know, hopefully, um, you know, the manager sees as something that he potentially could have some some development to work on um, and how we can utilise a little bit more of that out of his game as well. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think we've seen an awful lot of kind of game intelligence from him and, and linking up with some of our players that are able to, to kind of really complement someone who will make an interesting run, who will even just create space for themselves. I don't see enough of that, but you're right when you mentioned earlier that we're seeing far less of the offsides. Um, it's still occasionally creeping in, but I think that's something he's been working on. We see it far less. Um, so, yeah, let's hope that that is part of something overall he's been coached on regularly and we might start to see a bit more of that um, intelligence and presence grow over the next kind of couple of months as well. Because, um, yeah, we've we've got finally, again, a title challenge on our hands, let's hope. So uh, we're going to need all the contribution we can get from Dessers. Marina, um, obviously going to goal up um, always helps, um, but uh, we were, were also given uh, a further advantage uh, when St. Johnson had a man set off for what I thought was a horrendous tackle on John Lundstrom. I'm, I'm, I understand that, you know, whether or not there's malice intent, however you want to call it, but it was a shocking challenge. Um and uh, Alan Moore covering himself in glory by then only giving a booking, and then VAR obviously called it over, upgraded it to a red. I thought it was a red the minute I saw it. Um, and apart from our own injury concerns that you know we create ourselves, now we're playing against players. And and I think Lundstrom last night was actually lucky not to go off, you know, with a with a a, a potential fracture or a break. The fact that he was able to play on, albeit he came off obviously um, at the break, but. The fact he was able to play on with that absolutely stunned me. Manager confirmed after the game, it looks like we may not be able to see him again before the winter break, which obviously puts him out for a number of key games. And again, you know, drowning in irony, a player who has come back into some form, played well over the last number of months, has really been able to step into some of that since working with Philippe Clement, and he gets a tackle like that that rules him out for... Um, at least it'll probably be now at least a number of weeks. Um, a really weak initial decision by the referee. Thankfully, VAR was able to to correct it. However, now we've got yet another injury, um, and especially in a midfield that's already massively depleted. It's just so frustrating. I know, I know. We finally got our Thursday night John Lundstrom back, and then this happens. Um, it's you couldn't make it up <laughs> and the midfielders as we were saying we thought we were down to the bare bones um, and he's just he's just been so important um, it's devastating it really is um, I have so much respect for Clement in his um, post-match interview um, like his refusal to speak about it like the, the anger and like his composure um, it's just I know it's it it's unbelievable. Um, I I really don't know. That. <laughs> Thank goodness we've got Dowell. Um, but 
it's it's just how many injuries, fair enough, a lot of the injuries at the start of the, the season may have been caused by lack of fitness. Um, but when there's... And, and, and I wonder if Clement was so angry as well, thinking about the Aberdeen game and Shinny, the, the, the number of challenges that went um, unpunished and it's just really what we have to contend with. And when we're looking at playing in, in Europe, thankfully we have a wee break um, before we need to resume that again. But just, just all the competitions that we're in, um, all the injuries that we're dealing with, and then players making challenges like that. It's, it's hopefully it's nothing too serious. Like, I guess um, the, the main concern is John Lundstrom, of course, in his, his career, not just, not just our season. Um, hopefully it's not too serious. I'm amazed that he managed to, to carry on, like you said, um, for as long as he did. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not that serious, but I was worried, if I'm being honest, that the fact that the manager obviously made reference to it uh, immediately after the game in his press conference in terms of how long he expects him to be out for. However, just as you were saying that, because you, you made a great point there about obviously what the manager said. So the direct quote he came out with was to say, at first sight, it doesn't look good, so I hope I can recover him before the winter break. It's another player who has kicked off the pitch. So I'm really frustrated with that. It's his ankle, so we'll need to see in the next couple of days what will happen. It clearly wasn't a good challenge with your studs forward like that. We had an even worse one later in the game when the guy luckily hit the ball and not my player. That's the Dowell challenge you were talking about, Marina. The intensity there was to break a leg. These things are not good for football. Now, Listen, you're never going to come on and hear this podcast ever say we want more protection, we want blah, blah, because it's not there. What I am worried about is whilst these challenge go into it, and, and again, Marina, you're absolutely 100% correct, can't well nearly get his head taken off by Shinny. And I think, you know, we've said in various pods, both on here and on our Patreon site, that, you know, I think Shinny got about seven or eight challenges before eventually, you know, he was told don't do it again. And and we were lucky that we haven't had other injuries based on that. But whilst you have such a low standard of refereeing, Caroline, I'm not saying that I, want, I don't want players to be protected. I understand the fact that it's a you know it's it's elite sport. I understand that there is passion and there is intensity to it. What we do need to see, however, is that again, if it's repeated fouling, if it's clearly a red card. You, you you deliver the red card. Fair enough, VAR's there to correct it if, if you need to review it, if they've got someone else to do that. But the fact that you could see that challenge last night and only think it was an initial yellow just staggers me. I just don't understand it whatsoever. And fundamentally, this is going to impact all teams now. And we are in the brunt of it. We're not complaining about it per se, but I, I have to completely agree with what the manager said yesterday. This is not good for football. Yeah, I completely agree with with what you and Marina said in Clermont. Um, I think, again, like Marina said, he did say it in a really controlled way, but I think he made the point really clearly. And With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For that foul on Lundstrom not to receive a straight red, I don't know what the referee was doing. And it's all very well saying they know that they have VAR as that safety net. So err on the side of caution and, you know, go with the yellow. It will be overturned if it needs to. But it was plainly obvious that that was over the top. It was dangerous. It was reckless. All of the the things, all the boxes needing ticked for a red card. And it just shows complete disregard for a fellow professional. Um, So that, along with on Sunday and prior to that playing Aberdeen, the repeated fouls. There are some players that appear to be Teflon. Like Shinny appears to to have as many fouls as he wants before he just gets a talking to. And, you know, you're lucky if you see him get a yellow card. Whereas other players, I don't know, quite quickly appear to get a reputation and will pick up a yellow at the drop of a hat. Even Cantwell, I think, towards the end of last season, um, it appeared to be that referees couldn't wait to book him for what weren't dangerous or reckless challenges. It was just tough challenges um, because there was this perception building that he was someone that was going to pick up a yellow and maybe a bit of a hothead. So the overall consistency in refereeing, I think, in Scotland is is quite poor. Um, and it kind of goes back to, to what people have spoken about for a long time. The infrastructure, making sure you've got full-time professionals, you've got the training in place, the support in place, um, a little bit more transparency maybe with fans would would help, I think, at times. But whatever needs done should be done. These are professional footballer f- footballers and this is what should be aiming to be a real good quality league. And it can only actually become that if the, the right infrastructure is in place and we've got the right referees supporting um, supporting our game. So it is frustrating at the moment, especially for us where um, we, we've, we've got almost no <laughs> recognised midfielders uh, left uh, or the prospect of, of no recognised uh, midfielders left for, for, again, a busy spell up until the, the break. And you just wonder if referees were a bit tougher and a bit quicker to um, take control of the game if we would be in this position. And Caroline, I mean, I think you know, as much as I love Rangers, I thought they did something very irresponsible, if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, when they brought Santa out at half time because <laughs> I was really worried that, you know, obviously going on to the park, played in the League Cup, I thought he could get injured and it could have been Christmas could have been ruined for children around the world. I know. I mean banter, is it worth potentially <laughs> ruining Christmas for millions of kids? I don't know. But um yes. if, if Rangers hadn't <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if Rangers, Yeah, if they hadn't brought out Santa, I think there would have been an uproar because that's an opportunity that can't be missed. And the the lack of subtlety in the club and the way they tweeted it and said it's an excellent reception for Santa at Ibrox. I just love it. That's what it's all about, to be perfectly honest. And we've had plenty of moments over recent history where they've had the opportunity to lord it over us so we have to enjoy moments like this when they present themselves yeah exactly i think as the kids say i was today years old when i found out that celtic eh, sorry santa was a celtic board member the way how they treated him but <laughs> there you go listen back to the more important things and that's obviously our trip to fur park on christmas eve um 
one of the things that we all love, Marina, uh, Sunday, 12 o'clock kickoff. So we'll probably be a goal down in the first half an hour of the game because Rangers are terrible um, at, at starting at 12. We normally, you know, ha- uh, get into about half past. So I'm hoping that we haven't conceded oh, by this stage, but it wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah, looking forward to be able to try and sign off into Christmas and into the holidays uh, with, with another win. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think as much as we've touched on in terms of the injuries, etc., I'm just really cautious. I'm really conscious that, you know, we've played, as we've just discussed, some really high-profile games in the last seven days. We've got this game coming up against a Motherwell team that's mega struggling, second bottom in the table, a very physical team. Um, and I know it sounds very archaic, and I, you know, I, I don't want it to be the case that it's a damning indictment of Scottish football. But right now, if I was a model player, I'd be going out there saying, yeah, can can we get at these guys from a physical perspective? So it's going to be tough um, and we're going to have to go out there and, and play with some of that confidence and that momentum that we've earned in in the last week. Um, and we've got to go and just, just stand up to that challenge toe-to-toe. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know this is this is the ultimate test, isn't it? We've beaten a Spanish team in Spanish soil. We've won a trophy. Can we win a 12 o'clock kickoff? <laughs> <laughs> the real challenge. Um, yeah, um, just just win again. <laughs> it doesn't matter how. And it's, it is, you know, and we keep joking about this, you know, as Clement, Harry Potter, he's doing miracles, but really, he, he really has been tested with the squad or with the options that he's left with. It's a difficult game for us, um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got genuine belief in this team. Um, so, but yeah, this is the ultimate test. Um, we've had such a great December so far. Is is Christmas going to be ruined in ninety minutes? I hope not, because I'm <laughs> hoping if I could get a present from Santa, uh, Marina. I would like a Kieran Dowell masterclass at Fur Park. That would do me quite nicely. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, folks, that will do us uh, for extra for this week. Um, obviously, um, David won't be back on Monday with Flagship because it's Christmas Day and even David doesn't work Christmas Day. However, I will be back with Mr Edgar um, for a special extra show as we start to build up towards the old fun game on the on the 30th as well. Um, just before we finish up, I just want to thank our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, our show sponsor, Zenith Coins. Um, please head over to zenithcoins.com. There could be a wee Christmas present in there for someone as well, in case you're doing anything last minute. Um, I, the most important thing, however, for me to do is to thank my two excellent guests this week. Uh, and again, like I say, Caroline, thank you so much for managing your way through it. You're an absolute wee trooper. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you're welcome, Cammy. That was nice, actually. And yeah, totally worth being ill <laughs> for when you're over in Betis and you're in Hamden and you get results like we did in the last week. I've got no complaints here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And ensuring 
a Kieran Dowell masterclass at Fur Park on Sunday. You heard it here, folks. Our very own Marina Banatay. Marina, thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. The pleasure's all mine. You're so handsome and funny and kind. And how's how's my my sign off? Is that your sign off? Much better. <laughs> It started poorly, finished perfectly. Well done, you know, very, very well done. Very well done. Um, the last thing for me to do as well, folks, um, if you are missing any of your Rangers fixes, and let's be honest, there's plenty going on at the club at, at the moment, and there's also loads of football over the course of the next couple of weeks, please head on over to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward, uh, forward slash heart and hand, and uh, jump in and join a massive community of bears uh, who are all enjoying what's happening right now under Philip Clement's quadruple chasing Rangers team. Have a brilliant Christmas, everyone. I hope you have some some wonderful time with friends and family. Uh, a well-earned rest, hopefully, as well. And we'll be back with you next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.